Hey peeps, today we're talking hair, all things hair. Why do we pay so much attention to our skin and ignore our scalp and our hair? Well, it's one of the things we need to start paying attention to as we get older. Stay tuned for all the details. This is the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast for women over 50 who aren't done yet. You may have seen the worst of aging and are hoping there's a better way. There is, and I'm going to show you how. In interviews, book reviews, rants, and stories each week, I'm going to bring you the latest science-based info on how to age better. I'm Gregory Cox, and I believe it's time to bust the myth that aging equals decline in every area of life. It pisses me off, and it's BS. Look, aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. You just need to get a little rebellious in your approach. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast, where we talk about all kinds of fun things to help us age better. And today, we're talking about all things hair health, healthy scalp, nasty bad ingredients in our favorite products, how to avoid them. And my guest today is Natalie Palomino. Natalie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. This is a, a topic I am very passionate about. I'm loving to be here. So thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Let me just tell people a little bit about you and then you yeah. can fill in the longer story. Uh, you're a master stylist. You are now a clean hair care expert. You founded a company called North Authentics, which is a conscious hair company. And we'll talk about what that uh, actually means. But basically the, the premise behind it is that you want to give women and men and even kids conscious choices for worthy hair rather than always having to settle for what we think is going to work and then we discard it we find out it's you know bad for us there are ingredients we're going to talk about tell people a little bit uh, more about the the transition like what brought you here i know you had a health issue that started you down this path yes back in 2018 I suddenly started experiencing these body aches, kind of it's like when you get the aches, like you're going to get the flu, but it just doesn't go away. And it was just my whole body and it was every day, all day. So I started, you know, trying to find out what was going on. And I see an integrative medicine doctor and we ran tests and found out that I had the early onsets of Hashimoto's an autoimmune disease. You know, there was a lot of things that you could change in order to reverse it. You know, people have been lucky in reversing it. it it's not a death sentence that forever you're going to be stuck with this thing. So, you know, I, I made alterations to my diet, to my lifestyle. I had also been tested for heavy metals and toxic load in my blood. And my toxin level was extremely high, as well as my aluminum and radiation, uh, which is nothing to do with hair, but I guess I was using the microwave. You know, I was using the microwave too much. I was using the microwave six times a day just to heat up that one coffee. So um, after that, I cut out microwaves. I don't use them at all. But one of the parts of trying to, uh, you know, turn around this uh, disease is to really get rid of the toxins in your life. So I started looking more into household, pro I mean, everything. I, I didn't even know till the last couple of years that, my gosh, even our furniture, like everything that we're touching right now is full of toxic chemicals. And because I am very passionate about hair, I was already starting to you know detox my life, but I started to really dig a lot deeper into what was in our hair products. You know, I think people think because they're buying a name brand that is more expensive, you know, $40 for a shampoo that it's immediately going to be good for them. Well, it might give them results that they might like on their hair, 
but it doesn't mean it's not full of the nastiest toxic chemicals ever. It's not just stuff you can get, you know, at a grocery store that's full of toxic chemicals. It's also the most expensive stuff out there. I just started to realize that as I'm trying to detoxify my life, you know, and I'm talking about this journey with my clients every day as I'm in the salon and they're like, wait, what? And, and I saw that it started to make them make changes in their life too. I started to carry only clean products in the salon. I started to only use ammonia-free PPD-free color and ammonia-free bleach in the salon. I stopped using foil, you know, aluminum foil. You're touching it, you know, as a hairstylist 500 times a day as you're weaving people's hair. And it's like, well, no wonder my aluminum load was so high. And people may not know, or they may or already know everything you touch and put on your skin has the ability to enter your bloodstream within like 28 seconds. So a lot of us think that, you know, if I'm not eating it, then it's not bad. Well, it's actually worse when you're touching it. So it started to really influence my clients. And I saw them making changes, sustainable clothing and stuff. I'm I'm trying to even use natural dyes and stuff like that. That is what really got me started on the conscious journey. And then last year, obviously we all know what happened. We got shut down. So as a hairstylist, I touch people for a living. That's what I do. So I couldn't touch people. I didn't panic. I started to think, you know, there's a lot of things I've done for my clients, you know, who now I I come from a place that I care so much. They always laugh and they're like, you get even more excited when our hair's done than we do. Like we're excited, (laughs) but you get even more excited. I used to be an attorney before I did hair. So this advocacy part is So I'm a big believer in being your own advocate. I'm a big believer in education. Then I realized if I can't do that, how can I do it for people who aren't geographically close to me, who can't sit in my chair, who maybe can't afford me? And everybody deserves to have access to someone that can help them, you know, get this information that it, it, it is readily available out there. It's just, you have to dig deep. And, you know, we've, I've been educating myself on this stuff for years to, to be where I'm at. And the, the normal consumer is not going to do that. We are trying to raise our kids and lead our own career, you know, manage our relationships. Like we don't have time to go and research all this stuff. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this um, in an e-commerce type online fashion so that everybody has access to it. And we're going to do all the, you know, deep digging of information. It's put in a very concise, short, readable, digestible fashion for the people who visit our site. So they don't have to go, you know, try to spend hours of their life trying to research this stuff. It's, it's, it's hard to detoxify your life. You know, it's a lot of education. So anyways, we try to take away the hair part for people. So that's, that's what made me start this business. I love it. And as women, and I'm sure that this is true for men, we really think about our hair in terms of our emotional well-being. If our hair gets thinner as we get older, all of a sudden we don't feel as all that, right? Because our hair is thinning, but how can we plump it up and how can we, right? So it doesn't ever go away. My aunt is 89 in Mexico. She's regularly featured on my podcast because I have so many great stories. I see her aging and I'm like, oh my gosh. And even though, you know, her hair doesn't look, it's thinner, but it's short, but she still some days will get on Zoom and she'll say, I'm having a really bad hair day today. I just (laughs) couldn't wash my hair. I'm like, it's okay. It looks cute, you know? So it never stops being a thing for us, I think. And you talk about the chemicals that are in our products that might be making us sick, but also you said a a product, let's say an expensive shampoo might give you the results you want, but it might not be good for you. You found products that can give us the results we want and are not going to influence us negatively in our bodies. Is that true? Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because there were some companies that were around that were trying to be really clean 
you know, in the beginning of this century, right? But there were very few and far between, and they still are. I mean, we only carry 14 lines and we're always searching for more that are truly clean. And we're searching all over the world because there's a lot of, you know, videos with influencers out there like, oh, this is clean. And then I'm like, oh, this looks like a, that's a really pretty bottle. This brand seems really cool. So I sent it to my team. I go, hey, look, I just influencer talking about this clean product. I've never heard of it. The, the branding looks amazing. Can you check it out here? You know, we plug their ingredients into our database that we've created. That's like every word for formaldehyde you could ever think of. Because like when, when someone's trying to just read ingredients on their own, it's all these sciencey sounding words. You're like, I have no idea what any of this means. Right? right. So there's, you know, 300 names for one toxic chemical. So, and it's normally not going to say formaldehyde on the bottle. Right. So, right. um, we have this database where we found every single way, which way to say this word and they're dirty. And we're like, what the heck? Like f- fine. If you want to make your choices to still put this crap, excuse my language in your products, fine. But don't, there's this thing of, called greenwashing out there. Right. And yeah. And I don't know if you've already talked about it on your, your podcast, but you know, people are becoming more aware that they want to make better choices in their life in many industries. Right. And so, but clean beauty is kind of having its moment in the sun right now. And people are really realizing that, oh, wow, I want to choose cosmetics, skincare. Well, you know, that's been predominantly where people are looking at skincare and cosmetics and they've kind of forgotten about hair. And that's why, you know, we created North Authentic, but, but there's just so many products out there that, um, have junk in them and they're, they're, marketing they know that there's such a huge market for people wanting to make cleaner choices so they're marketing all natural clean green those words have become have have become meaningless right you know like there's a lot of products that say organic and unless it says it's certified organic then that word it just means nothing anymore right. it puts the onus now on the consumer you're making a conscious choice and you're not, not being handed something that you're being told is green or all natural or eco-friendly products that are eco-friendly are great but they might be talking about the bottle the bottle's made from recycled material but what's inside the bottle is again a bunch of crap right so greenwashing has become so flagrant because people they they know it's the sexy thing to say right now so they start saying their products are green when they're really not so um, that's one thing is we want to make sure it's clean, but you know, back in, even 10 years ago, if you wanted to go to your local health, health food store, people would say, Oh, I want to get something organic. And then their hair looked like steel wool. Okay. We want it to be clean, but at the end of the day, we say beauty will always overrule health. And I hate to say that, but it is true, right? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of women, a lot of, you know, put botulism, right? We're doing Botox. We can't put something worse in your face, but you're tr- and fillers that, you know, it's like, you're so healthy, but you're still willing to do that because you want to feel better and more youthful. And there's no judgment, nothing wrong with that. But it's, we know at the end of the day that if these products are clean, but your hair looks, you know, horrible and, and not, doesn't make you feel good, you're not going to stick to it. So yeah. we only carry products that are clean that actually work. So our whole approval process is first, I, I check it in our database, we run it and we're like, okay, is it legitimately clean? And we're like, oh my God. It is. They weren't so excited when that happens because um, it's rare. But then I, before I order anything, I need to order 
like pretty much every product that I'm going to carry, I'm going to test it. And so I tested in the salon. My clients are used to being like, what are you using on me today? And I'm like, okay, you're my, you're my test subject for this product. So I test every product on myself, my team, my clients, friends and family. Like I'll give it to anybody. I think this is made for this type of a hair type. Who do I know with that hair type? And I'm like, I'm sending you this. Do you feel residue? So we're testing everything to make sure it actually works. So we've had stuff that's super clean, but then we used it and we were like, I mean, my hair's clean, but it's nothing special. Like I didn't notice anything where I'm like, wow, my hair looks good. So I don't even carry those products because it has to be clean, but it also has to, it has to be the wow factor because if it's not, I know that people are going to start to just revert back to using the dirty stuff. So Mm -hmm. my goal in life is just to get everybody off the toxic stuff, at least when it comes to their hair. So yeah, short answer long. (laughs) Yes. We found products that actually are clean and deliver because that's a a big part of what I believe. I work behind the chair. So if the hair doesn't look good at the end of the day, I can't sell anything I don't believe in. I can't recommend something I don't believe in. So it has to deliver. And I have to take a little segue because you talked about greenwashing. Oh, yeah. I think when you and I had a pre-call, I reminded about pink washing breast cancer products. And one of the things that sticks out in my mind, I do an article every year because it still makes me crazy, was the Kentucky Fried Chicken like super bucket in pink because somehow they're giving money to breast cancer, but then they're encouraging people to eat foods full of chemicals that Ah. are not at all good for anybody, never mind somebody who might have breast cancer or is recovered. But there are all these products that become pink for the moment or all of the grocery store items that are greenwashed. They say that not humanely raised, that's an actual label that you can prove. But if they say free ranging chicken, there could still be 400 chickens in a very small pen that go outside for 15 minutes a day, right? I do my blog and I do these shows because like you said, most people don't have time to do all the research. I have a shopping guide. I went through every aisle and, you know, here's what this means. Here's what this means. Because we really, I know that a lot of people want to do better for their body, especially as we age, we realize we don't have as much of that grace period. Like when you're young, you can kind of do a whole lot of damage to your body and it seems to just keep bouncing back. And then at some point in time, it starts to not bounce back so easily. So I'm glad that we're having this conversation about the hair. Cause like you said, cosmetics and face products do get more of the attention than hair. And when I do see hair products, of course I see them now every time I go on Instagram or Facebook, cause I downloaded something from somebody (laughs) thinning hair and all the products for thinning hair. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they show models that have this cascade of gorgeous long hair. They're probably 30 years old. And so the whole marketing thing, but again, it's all about the look, which is important. Again, that's our first priority, but I'm, I'm fascinated that there are so many companies saying that their products are green or clean But then when you run it through your database, they really aren't. And that I would say 90% of the products out there that say they're clean or not. Doesn't matter if it's $80 a bottle or not, right? It's just amazing to me how the price of shampoo and the conditioner, I'm like, the conditioner goes on the ends of my hair. Why am I going to pay the same price for that? Maybe I don't know. Maybe you can educate me as to why I should spend a lot of money, but shampoos and stuff have gotten crazy expensive. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to say clean stuff, 
um, like our products range for like a, a retail size, which is like an eight ounce or a 10 ounce bottle. They can range anywhere from say 28 to $38 for a retail bottle of shampoo. Um, but that size. seems reasonable to me. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I was going to say it's that because the ingredients, when you're using pure organic lavender essential oil, and you know, you're using these clean, natural ingredients. There's a reason why these companies stopped using them during the industrial revolution in the 70s, right? Um, because they realized they can get the same or similar results using something made in a lab that was five cents, right? Yep. So that's why these products on the shelf can be really cheap, you know. So uh, there's a pretty big company out there that owns a lot of hair companies, so a lot of hair brands, and they own the bottles on the shelf at your local grocery store that are $6 a bottle, or they also own some of these that are $80 a bottle. Right. So, um, it's branding, right? Yeah. So if you have this person, a, a big name, you know, like a, a name attached to it, then they can charge more because they know they can, because people are going to want it. Sometimes it is that they might have a really yummy expensive ingredient in there. When I look at these, they're mixed with a bunch of junk, right? Mm. So, uh, but mostly it is really branding, but when it comes to the clean stuff, that's legitimately clean. It is that, and we have one brand, um, Colton King and their stuff is uh, like, they use organic banana leaf juice instead of water because your pH balance of your hair and scalp is different than the pH balance of water. So water is more alkaline. So it starts to harden your hair. Water actually is not, everybody thinks, oh, water's the first ingredient on your beauty product. That's great. You know, that means it's more hydration and, and yes and no. If alcohol is the first ingredient, then yeah, run. But organic banana leaf juice is actually the same pH as your body. So they use that instead of water because it's really hydrating and everything is a thousand percent clean in that product line. And their retail size products are $35. They're in these beautiful glass bottles and then we have refills. So you always can have that same glass bottle on your counter that people are like, they love the bottles. They're like, I just want to put it on my bathroom counter. It's so pretty. And you just buy the refills so that it's zero waste too. Um, they've really done everything they can to be eco-friendly, sustainable, and a hundred percent clean. And they're still at a reasonable price point. So, you know, definitely totally organic, truly clean stuff is going to be more expensive than, say, the stuff you could find at your local grocery store. Well, um, it's like buying organic can't. food or farm-raised right? animals. Yeah, and, it's more expensive. You know, yeah, more effort and more human, you know, the human yeah. touch is in there too. Yeah. Well, even when you're trying to eat something healthy, right, you go to these restaurants where, it's like, say, this, this new raw food movement or um, something. And I'm like, I know how labor intensive it is to make this meal you just made me with. Uh, you made an enchilada out of seeds and like, you know, leaves. And somehow it looks like an enchilada. A lot of labor, right? So, of course, this is a more expensive restaurant than going to a fast food restaurant where something's just, you know, being pushed out of these plastic bags. So, there's a reason why you do kind of get what you pay for. Yeah. But sometimes things are outlandishly priced and it's about branding. So it's just about just being conscious about your decisions. <laughs> Let's talk about the aging hair and scalp dilemma yes. for women with all of these products. Do we use serums? Do vitamins help from the inside out? Like what actually makes a difference for women who are either their hair is naturally thinning because that's their right. genealogy or because mm -hmm. they have a thyroid issue 
and their hair is thinning because of the imbalance. But what products really actually are going to help? So there's a few different people. Those are all kind of different people across the spectrum when it comes to our hair thinning and changing. Because there's somebody who could be having their hair thinning from a thyroid issue that's 20, right? So I'm going to cover just aging because the thing I hear all the time from say a new client who'd never seen me before, they're like, well, I've always used this. So why is it suddenly looking different? You know, well, are you still using the same skincare regimen when you were 14 years old? Of course you're not. So our bodies change. So just like our skin changes, we start to feel drier. We lose elasticity, right? We start to droop. Everything changes in our body. It's the same with our hair. So our hair is coming out of our follicle, right? It's coming out of our scalp and our scalp produces these natural oils. It's called sebum. So those natural oils are really, it's our body's effort to keep our hair growing and healthy and hydrated. Well, just like our skin on our face and our body, it starts to produce less as we age. So we're not getting as many oils or we're not producing as much of the rich, yummy nutrients that we used to have with all that elasticity in our skin. Our hair, we start to lose elasticity. Normally elasticity, your hair strand should be able to really be like a rubber band, right? So as we age, we lose elasticity. Our hair starts to feel more hard and brittle. It starts to then therefore look frizzier and feel drier, right? It's just because our body is not producing as much of that stuff anymore. So you do need just like with your skin, to use a product that will kind of replenish those things that your body isn't producing. So you need to find hair products that pretty much are going to give you all those things back. So one big part of aging hair that we start to notice is once you hit around 40, just like eyesight starts to go and things start to change, we could start to experience hair loss. And there there are types of hair loss that just come genetically. Most women even if they're not genetically prone to it, might start to experiencing it. And so what you really want to do, there's there's a few things. I always say exfoliating your scalp is a big part of it. Like people don't realize when you're getting a facial, you exfoliate your face before you put on a mask or anything. And it's, it's really removing all that buildup, removing all that dry skin so that your mask or your face serum, anything you're putting on your face can actually penetrate and get into your pores. So it's the same with your scalp. Your scalp starts to get dead skin and product buildup just all over your scalp. And you want to get rid of that. So those things can start to really clog your follicles and your follicles don't have this, you know, it's almost like you think of your, think of your scalp like a crop, right? It's like, it has this beautiful, you know, this plant is growing out of the crop. And if you're giving it hydration and moisture and yummy food, then it's going to grow and it's getting everything it needs. But if you covered that crop with, you know, like a a blanket and it's not going to get anything, of course, it's going to dry out and die. So you want to make sure you're always really exfoliating and reinvigorating that follicle. So number one is make sure you're using a scalp exfoliant Um, and then use a scalp tonic, like use something that there's hair serums out there, there's hair oils, and it's the type you're going to use, but I'll get to that, but there's scalp serums and scalp health is really we're starting to focus on it more because people are starting to realize like if your scalp's not healthy, your hair's not healthy. So once you exploit your scalp, you want to use something like a scalp tonic, um, something that has like a lot of them have like tea tree oils or, you know, mint essential oil, peppermint essential oils. It's like these different plant-based proteins that really start to invigorate that follicle and get you to have a healthier crop in which to grow your hair, right? So that's the first step that I say is super important at any age that people should be doing. 
But as we age, we want to make sure we're using a shampoo and a conditioner for aging hair. You want to use, you know, there are hair serums out there that are for aging hair specifically. And that's because it's, you know, it's full of all those nutrients, very rich in nutrients that we're no longer getting from our bodies. Where if say somebody who's 22, who their hair is super soft and shiny and, you know, there's people who they can just barely touch their hair and it looks greasy. Just the oil from their fingers makes it look greasy. If that person used this product, their hair would look like a a heavy way down mess. So it truly is for the woman who has drying, aging, brittle hair, right? So there's products like that out there. So you can treat a lot of those things externally by changing your hair care regimen, just like your skincare regimen. And then there's the woman who maybe has a thyroid issue, you know, like me, where, you know, a lot of what's happening is happening internally. So um, definitely taking hair vitamins and using, doing these topical steps is perfect. But sometimes if there's something internal going on, there's only so much we can do externally. And so we want to manage our expectations. I, I've noticed some of my clients that have had this like mommy makeover, right? So mm-hmm. they, they went in, they did a, a ton of plastic surgery, right? And one sitting, well, your body goes into a state of shock and it's so busy trying to heal all of these things that you've just undergone that it's like, your body's just like, I'll get your hair. I don't got time for this. Like you put this huge project in front of me. So they start to experience massive hair loss. They start to experience their hair is suddenly dry and brittle. And, you know, and I've had clients that have had, you know, different types of surgery. So I'm like, you're going to notice a difference in your hair. So you should be prepared for that. Cause I, I just already can tell, even if somebody doesn't know they have an issue, I can tell filling their hair. I'm like, something's going on. Even if they hadn't like said had surgery, I'm like, something's going on. You might want to go see your endocrinologist. Like I can tell by your hair, you know, cause your hair and your skin tell you right away yeah. if there's anything internally going on. Right. So there's things when our body goes through any massive change, whether our body's hormones are changing because we're going through menopause or, you know, we're pre-menopausal or we've gone through a major surgery or you've had a baby, your body is going to respond. And the way it screams at you is through your skin and your hair. So um, when those internal things are going on, it's usually a point of trying to manage the internal, right? But there's things you can do externally that will kind of help you still feel like your hair looks good and feels pretty. When we first started, it's the same for men too. I mean, how many men that are, you know, hair loss for men is a huge business. Yeah. Men, you know, they hate it when they start losing their hair. When somebody meets you, one of the first things they notice is your hair. And people really identify emotionally with their hair. It can make them feel a thousand times more confident. I've seen it time and time again when I do someone's hair and we do these beach breaks and they're like, oh my God, I'm going out. I'm going to call anybody who will meet me for a glass of wine. I cannot waste this hair. I don't want to go home and just sleep on this hair. It makes you feel like a million bucks. You can walk up to someone you never thought you'd walk up to, or you can ask for that. It's how we project ourselves out to the world. Yeah. It's how we want to be perceived. So Somebody can see you from the side and be like, oh my God, that woman's hair is gorgeous. You know, it just looks youthful and you can feel 30 years younger based off your hair. The same with men. So how we're perceived in the world has a huge part in how our hair looks. So there's, there's no shame in wanting to improve the way your hair looks. It doesn't mean you're shallow. It doesn't mean you're being silly and petty because I know some people can beat themselves up about that stuff. If you don't feel your best when you're having a bad hair day, that is totally normal. We've all experienced it. So it is. And you have a fabulous quiz on your website that will help people understand (laughs) what kinds of products would be best for their hair. Tell us about the quiz. How does that work? 
Okay. So yeah. So one of the other things that's, it's, it's really hard. I feel like for people to go out and figure out what's really clean. Right. So we've done that. Okay. That's out of the way. But the other thing is, unfortunately, only 3% of hairstylists talk to their clients about their hair care regimen. So you're getting your hair done and you're like, what are you using? And they're like, eh, just something I have. They don't have the whole regimen. And, and I don't know why. And I think it's changing. I hope it's changing. But so you are forced to go to, you know, a big box store like Ulta or Sephora and just go see what you can find. And you usually go and there's just aisles of shelves and you pass these counters where there's somebody there to help you pick out skin cream or an eyeshadow or a lipstick. But when you, we always make this joke, like you get to the hair area and it's just like tumbleweeds are going by and there's nobody around. So people are really forced. There's a statistic that 92% of people have nine or more products under their sink that they purchased they used. Yeah. Right. Like there's so many people, they purchased it and they were like, okay, it says it's for volume. Let me try it. And they're like, ew, I don't like what it makes my hair feel, but I opened it. I can't return it. I just spent all this money on it. I don't want to throw it away. So you stick it under the sink and you think someday in the future. And then like three years later, you're like, I think that product's expired. I got to throw <laughs> away everything under my sink. So it's just like everybody, right? The big parts of what I do behind the chair is I do these massive hair care consultations. So I wanted everybody to be able to get a hair care prescription like I give to my clients so that they didn't have to go on just try to guess and be like, okay, I think this is me, you know, just because it's, I always tell a first time client, I need you to do what I tell you to do at home with the shampoo, conditioner, these certain steps for six months. And if you, after six months, if your hair isn't thicker, fuller, healthier, blonder, whatever you want then you can tell me to, you know, bite it. And I, you don't have to use it anymore. Use whatever you want, you know, but if it's not, then keep doing what I'm telling you to do. And I've never, I was with the show. I've never had anybody tell me to bite it. You know, when they come back, they're like, I need shampoo. Okay. What were you thinking? I don't know what you go put it on. Whatever you're telling me, you know, so it becomes this blanket trust because they're like, my hair's never felt like this. So again, I wanted people to have access to an expert like that. So I say we're almost like a stitch fix for hair. So you have access to your expert stylist. So I created this quiz, which is, pretty much like it would be if you sat in my chair. So you're going to answer, is your hair fine, medium, or thick? Is it curly? How do you like to style your hair? How often do you wash your hair? Like I ask you the key questions I would ask you if you were sitting in my chair, and then you're going to get recommendations for a whole hair care regimen. You could start with a couple products, you can get the whole thing, but it pretty much is everything I feel like it's necessary in order for your hair to be at optimum health. And it's about eight products. So it's just like with your skin, right? You have your face wash, then you have your toner, then you have your day moisturizer, then you have your eye cream, then you have your night cream, and then you have a weekly mask, then you have an exfoliator. So when people say eight products, what? I just want shampoo conditioner, one product. Okay. That's what you want. But if you're putting all that effort into your skin, then you got to put all that effort into your hair too. Like you're not going to get the results you want if you only go halfway. You know, you, you've got to put the time and effort in, right? So it's like buying a gym membership and never going and being like, why am I not losing weight? So you got to put the time in and then you got to do the things. So we recommend a shampoo and a conditioner, a hair serum or a leave-in, like your step one of your hairstyling process and then your styling products. So usually what you need in any healthy hair care regimen is obviously your shampoo and conditioner. Then when you get out of the shower, you start with your hair serum, whether it be like a hair oil to reduce frizz or something to add moisture because my hair is aging, maybe a scalp product because, you know, I have a scalp issue. I'm dealing with oily scalp or dry scalp, whatever. And then you have your styling product, which is 
whatever hair concern you're dealing with. I need to something to calm my frizz. I want something to create volume. You know, it's like a mousse or it's a smoothie cream, whatever. It's something you're trying to achieve. Um, if different from what, if you just left your hair like that and just let it air dry with nothing in it. And then you have your finishing product. Do I need a little extra oomph under my scalp to give me more volume? Do I want a hairspray to make sure this holds? It's something that's going to give you, I call it the longevity product. And then you usually need a scalp scrub. I say need a clarifying exfoliating product and it could be scalp and hair. So you need to clarify your hair and your scalp at least once a week. It's just like an exfoliator. You're getting all the buildup off your scalp. And once you remove that, then you'll have a weekly mask, which is usually adding moisture because these days, even if somebody doesn't wash their hair for say once a week, you're just not getting enough natural oils to hydrate your very ends. So you need to give your hair that, right? So you use a moisture mask and then a strengthening treatment, which is like an Olaplex three or something that, you know, most of us that color our hair, it kind of breaks down the bond. So you need a strengthening treatment. And then I give um, some recommendations on like hair tools. Like here's a great brush. That's very delicate on fragile hair. This is what you should be using to brush out your hair or brush through your conditioner in the shower. Right. And then here's a towel. Like say if you're a curly girl, there's certain types of towels you want to use so that your curls don't frizz. So we try to have a full thing. So you can just be like, okay, I kind of see the steps. And then so that quiz gives you recommendations on exactly what you need based off of your answers to that quiz. And it took me months to test it and make sure that the algorithms and all that kind of computery data stuff was working so that the results somebody was getting was exactly what I would give if you were in my chair. It's beautiful. You know, it's my baby. It's my gift to the world. So <laughs> I took like, the quiz. I'm looking oh, forward to, I just bought, unfortunately, I had just ordered a scalp serum and some kind of something. I don't even know, uh, shampoo or something. So I'm going to try them and see how I like them. And if they're all right, then I'll wait, but I have your awesome. recommendations. Oh, and great. I like learning about a couple of the different companies, you know, like what ingredients are in there. Cause mm-hmm. I don't know. I kind of like, if I have a choice of three products and one smells like I like lemon or eucalyptus, then I'm going to go with them. Right. That's my little filter. If have choices, why not do something that smells good in the shower and feels good on my scalp and no, hundred percent. No, and that's great. I love that. And and yeah, not unfortunately, if you if you found a good hair serum and shampoo you love, then that's great. You know, I don't know. It. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just made a good point about smell. So that's another thing I just want to warn people is um, a lot of people like to buy their products based off smell. And if it smells like a bag of Skittles, it's probably not clean. So I always say like, if it smells, if it's not some smell that you're going to smell in nature, right. Then you can, when you start to clean up your act, you actually start to smell the chemicals behind the smell. And people are like, Oh, it just has to smell good. It smells like this, you know, strawberry mango. And it's like, uh, I can't, that is my, that is my, do not send it near me. I don't yeah. want a whole lot of tropics in my shower. I like things, like I said, eucalyptus, rosemary, yeah. lemon, very simple, essential, oily, yeah. or nothing. It could have no fragrance. I don't need a fragrance. Yeah. But if they say that there's something in it that I know I don't like, I'm not going to buy that. It's good to know that if they smell like a bag of Skittles, they're probably yeah. gonna be- <laughs> That's hilarious. It, it should smell like a day spa, right? Like you're smelling lavender and like it's something from nature. If you smell something like that, then you're more likely on the right track. Yeah. If, it, if it smells like it's artificial, 
then it probably is artificial. It's super important to, you know, if, if you don't want to go through and, and read ingredient labels and stuff, at least that's something that tells you right off the bat, you know, if you smell something like that, that's not going to be something you're going to want to put on your skin. And the thing about hair, which we did touch on, I want to hit is your scalp is one of the most absorbent parts of your body. So it's more absorbent than even the skin on your arms. So People, I think that's why hair is kind of like the forgotten stepchild when it comes to the clean beauty movement, right? So everybody's like, well, of course, I'm putting my face cream on my face and my eyeshadow and my lipstick, of course. Well, your hair, you know, your scalp is like a sponge. So what you're putting on your hair is going straight into your bloodstream so fast and it's so absorbent. So that's why it's important to think of your hair products as another, you know, potential area to make a change, to be healthier. So I just wanted to hit that. Yeah, I know. It's wild. I know. Now, I I just want to go back to something you said. You talked about finding ammonia-free hair color. Yes. I, that's the one thing I hate about. I only get one process. All during COVID, I didn't color my hair. It's white. So I add a little bit of something back into it so it doesn't look so white. When I was living somewhere else, they finally found a formulation, a a reputable company that ammonia-free. My new salon does not have that. And I just wonder, like after that's going directly into my scalp, right? So I'm thinking, how important is it for us to find those people that are using ammonia-free? It's extremely important. So, yeah, I mean, even when it's ammonia-free and PPD-free, there are still, like, there's some brands out there that are like, we're 100% organic. The the only thing that is 100% clean out there is there's this company called Hairprint, it's this amazing technology. I saw it on a TED talk and I've had a friend try it. It's a little bit more labor intensive to get your hair to color. Like you have to sit with it on for hours. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's, so I haven't tried it. And when she did it, she still had some translucent areas of gray. So I, it's again, my beauty over health, right? I'm like, I can't do it. I can't. Cause you know, I'm 46. I would, I went pretty gray, in my late twenties, just because that was oh, genetically, wow. my mom was pretty gray and now I'm pretty solid, you know, in the front, I, I definitely in the back of my, you know, it's always in the front. It's where the whole world can of see. Course, right? Of course. Of course. Like, hey, screaming at you. So I haven't even gone to hair print yet. Cause I'm just as guilty as of being like 80, 20. And that's the thing too, is I try to tell people like, you know, being clean doesn't mean you're composting and, you know, like living this completely difficult, hardworking life. Like you can still try to make these little changes in your life. I always say the 80, 20 rule, you know, 80% of the time, just try to detoxify as much as possible and 20%. Yeah. We're going to still color our hair, but like ammonia free and PPD free too. PPD is an ingredient that was in hair color that is highly toxic. So you want to find ammonia free, PPD free color. And there's some out there. There's O&M is a brand we carry of hairstyling products. Their hair color is extremely clean. They're out of Australia. I use something called Calora. If people want to you know, look up salons that use these hair colors, Goldwell is PPD. And I don't know if all their stuff's ammonia free, but free. So you can look up some of these brands, even on their websites, it'll say salons in the area that use their products. So you can kind of try to find someone that way too. There's a lot of salons coming out that are like, clean salons. Like I, I had to close my salon last year for, for other reasons, but there's a lot of salons out there that are using only clean or the cleaner, right? Um, because it's really hard to find a hair color that is hundred percent organic. You know, there's even brands out there that, you know, I, I went to Aveda for cosmetology school and 
their hair color is supposedly organic. Well, it's like, it's like over 95% organic, but there's still got to be something in there, right? Or it's just not going to work. It's got to open up the cuticle. It's got to have some stuff in there that's going to make things work. So when it comes to hair color, it's really hard unless you use something like henna, which again, coloring white hair, it's a two-step process. You have to color it with red and then you have to sit for hours with that. Then you got to cover it with brown and you got to sit for hours with that, right? So it's like, if you want to be truly all natural, it's it takes a lot of time and work. So sometimes the muscle comes from something else. Uh, but there's these companies out there that have come up with this amazing technology that works without ammonia. So it depends. If you're someone who like doesn't really do their gray coverage and they just do some highlights and toners here and there, not very much, then, you know, it's, I still think it's important, but if you're somebody who like you or I, or most of the people probably listening to this podcast where we're having to color our grays, like every three or four weeks, that's a lot. Right. Oh, yeah, so no, that's this, not me. I don't that's a, okay. So well, your hair is silver. Your hair is beautiful though. Oh. Right. Most of us, you know, don't get that beautiful, white silver all over we look like calico cats like it's not going to be cute if we grow it out you're gonna have one part brown one part like red one part pepper white here it's not cute so i say the the woman who can a man who can truly be a silver fox is like the girl who can eat whatever she wants and never gain weight like it's not normal that 80 20 rule holds for the way we live in general you know 80 i always tell my clients 80 percent of the time toe the line do the work Show up for your body, your exercise, your meditation, this and that, and give yourself some time off. Give yourself a chicken wing, give you know, get yeah. your hair colored, whatever it needs to make you feel in balance. And, and I realize that there are lots of people that would say that's crazy. That's not the way to optimal health. It's the way that works for me and my clients. We need a little leeway. And some weeks I'm 100% on every day and I've been great and I feel fabulous. I don't feel the need to go out and drink a bunch of wine or have five ice cream cones. Well, five, (laughs) I would be a lot, one ice cream cone. But anyway, I like the idea of 80-20 and a little flexibility now and again, and certainly not beating ourselves up about anything. Like you said, Botox, coloring our hair, whatever makes us feel good, not hurting anybody else. Let's just stick with it. Well, you want it to be attainable, right? And realistic. And I always say like every goal in life should be attainable, right? If it's not, then you're going to beat yourself up and you're just going to quit. So if you think that you have to live hundred percent perfect all the time, I mean, we're just, we're human. Nobody can do that. And there's some people who preach it. And, and if they're living it, I'm like, good for you. You are the most disciplined uh, like that's beautiful. I aspire, but I know that I'm just not capable of it. Yeah. So I want it to be attainable and realistic because then, yeah, then we'll stick to it because we're like, we're giving ourselves, like you said, some leeway to be like, yeah, I was really good all week. I did a martini. So I, I think if you can make the changes where you can make them and I feel like your hair is easy because there's products out there that can make your hair look really good. Other easy places are like, yeah, your your detergent and your dish detergent, you know, stuff like that. You can cut out the microwave. And I know a lot of people like love their microwave, but the things I learned about microwaves were like, wow. So like I use toaster oven and I use the stove and, you know, I, I, some people in my family are like, you literally, are you outside with a fire pit, like churning butter, right? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think we've covered as much as we can give people. They're going to. Take Digestible. All this. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to overload anybody. Thank you very, very much. This was really great. Tell people, what is your website? Oh my God. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So it is shopnorthauthentic.com. 
com. So, and North Authentic came from this whole true North thing. But yeah, it's like follow your inner compass and you're always on the right track. You go on there, you can take the hair quiz. You can also just shop using your own filters and you can learn more about what we do. We have a ingredient list that shows all the nasty ingredients that you could even use to check out what you have under your sink or something you're using. You can go and check your ingredient label compared to what we're not necessarily saying throw everything you have out the window because what you're doing might be great, you know, so we're just a resource for you. Which is great. More resources like yours. Thank you so much, Natalie. I really appreciate your time. People, I'll be back next week once again with another fabulous guest for the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast. (laughs) Be well till then. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me, Greg. You're welcome. before you go peeps i was just wondering if we are connected on social media if not let's do that you can find me on instagram at rebelwell50 same on twitter facebook it's rebellious wellness over 50 and hey don't be a stranger comment let me know what you'd like to hear about on the podcast or what questions you have about aging better and living rebelliously 